everybody. Welcome to the Homeworkies podcast. And we're really excited to be able to do a bonus episode today. We are talking about all five Parent Trap movies. I bet you didn't even know that there were five, but there are, and it's going to be very fun. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Marissa Serafini is here to join me to do this. Hi, Rachel. Thanks so much for having me, you know, during your show. I'm excited to talk The Parent Trap, of course. Yes. So I immediately thought of you because we're trying, we were trying to think of what to talk about in September. We kind of have this little in-between month, no, uh, before the fall harvest movie start. And, uh, you know, what can we talk about that would be fun? And I, I've been wanting to watch all of these parent trap movies just because I'm weird that way. And I thought what a perfect chance <laughs> to watch them and to talk with Marissa about it because I know it's the, the remake is one of your favorite movies. Yeah, it, it's not one of my favorite movies. <laughs> it's right. my all-time favorite yes. movie. I mean, and that's saying a lot. Yeah. Uh, as being a film major and myself, you know, because people are always asking, what's your favorite movie? You know, I, you know, as someone who has actually legitimately studied film, like The Parent Trap, for many, many reasons, the 1998 yeah. version, and we'll get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it. I don't want to like this yeah. right off. Just me right. about the movie. Now, is this, because uh, you are, I think, younger than me. So is this one that you grew up with watching? absolutely mm-hmm. yeah i was oh, i don't want to reveal my age but I think most <laughs> people know i was one a, a young kid i was eight mm-hmm. when that movie came out so i mm-hmm. i was the target demographic for the 1998 film and yeah. it just hit me and i was like this is the best movie ever yeah. Yeah, so I was older uh, when it came out. Uh, I was uh, going to college uh, when it came out, um, and uh, and I really enjoyed. It. I think it's it's a uh, it works on both a family entertainment level and it also works on a romantic comedy level. And uh, I really do love the original too, which we're going to talk about. Uh, but is that one that you had seen a lot before this uh, remake as well? I did. You know, I watched the original when I was, you know, the same age too, because mm-hmm. I, I watched the, the remake first. Mm-hmm. Being too young to know that there was an original. And it, it was right. older sister who was like, you know, this is a remake. Um, let's watch the original. So I watched the original and Parent Trap 2 when I was a kid. Um, young age but it didn't mm-hmm. go past that yeah well uh so nancy myers did the remake we'll talk more about that too but i actually think it's her strongest movie i really do i mean she should do more remakes because i think that uh that this is good and i also think her um father of the bride uh, is also good so i'm like she should just do remakes because yeah. all of them <laughs> i mean i love obviously i mean i've gushed about nancy myers because she is female goddess like i think all of her movies are are brilliant you know i mean from baby boom to the intern mm-hmm. parent trap there and there's a movie that she does that like hits every age like uh-huh. age point in my life like yeah parent trap was when i was a kid intern was when i'm you know working adult in my 20s you know baby boom when i'm older as a mother so like they're like all of her movies just hit on some level for me mm-hmm. and parent trap is just one as i keep watching as an adult it just gets better and better yeah i 
I have mixed feelings on a lot of those movies. Like I don't hate any of them. I liked them well enough. Um, but I, but I think it's, I still, I think her best movies are these, are her remakes are, and I do love baby boom too. That one's really, really fun. Um, but yeah, so she's an interesting director. Uh, we're going to talk more about it, but yeah, a lot of people probably don't know that there were three made for TV parent trap movies, uh, in the (laughs) eighties. So we're going to talk about those and you can find them all on YouTube. They're all available, easily available. If people want to watch them, uh, they should get them on Disney plus why not i mean come on yeah because the original and um, the remake are there so yeah that's right uh so it's gonna be fun to talk about them because i like talking about weird stuff but we should talk about just the overall premise of these movies being kind of insane (laughs) (laughs) the whole idea that you would (laughs) (laughs) that you would split up your children and not have their mother slash father be a part of their lives and not tell them that they have a sibling is really actually kind of mean right yeah i mean when you look at it that way that is kind of twisted (laughs) but i was like it i mean you can look at two sides of it i mean it's terrible you know having your your daughter of a sister you know and on the other way around but also, it's like, if they weren't, if they didn't figure that out, you know, does it hurt anyone? <laughs> well, but you're also de- depriving your child of their parents, which right. isn't right. No. Uh, so the whole premise is kind of ridiculous, but you obviously just have to accept it and, de- and you know, it's, it's fine. It's just a movie. It's, it all works out in the end. <laughs> They're, they're not trying to give parental advice here. It's just a silly film. Uh, but yeah, if, if this were to be in real life, like that would be really pretty, pretty cruel to like, if, if my, if my mom or dad didn't tell me that my uh, mom or dad was alive and that I also had a sibling, I would be so mad. Right. <laughs> Rightfully so. <laughs> And I think it's like, uh, um, you know, the daughters always knew that they had a parent out there, uh-huh. but it, not so much that like they were dead, just like, that's true. We used to, I used to have a mother, I used to have a father, not anymore. And I think just in today's world with like, everyone's getting divorced. I think kids are just now used to split families. Mm-hmm. Well, and also you had uh, difficulty with communication back then compared to what we have now. So having the fact that one was in Boston and the others in California is going to make it pretty difficult to spend time together. So, uh, and to even have a, cause I remember, and this is just in the eighties. I remember it was a special thing to do a long distance phone call. That was not uh, you know, now we just take it for granted. Now we're doing Zoom, uh, Zooms all over the world at a moment's notice. And but back, back in the day, um, it was a special thing to have a have a phone call like that, or from across the country. Right. So that, before cell phones too. Yeah, oh I yeah, think, well before. It has like just one. Uh, another level of this is how much I like you mean to me. Um, if I'm making the effort to do a trans content yeah. call. Yeah, so that's probably part of the reason why if this were to have happened, it's partly because of uh, 
uh, this uh, of the communication at the time in the in 1961 but still uh the uh the it's you probably should let them know they have a sibling <laughs> Oh, not yeah. very nice. I mean, morally, you should let yeah. your, your yeah. kid know. That's right. Uh, so, um, but yeah, you should. Yes. So the first version of this story, and this is based on a book, I guess, uh, that uh, it, uh, I think it's a German book. I forget. I the can name. never pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, das do something of that nature. Forgive my bad German. Um, and uh, this was made in, released in 1961 and uh, it was it starred Haley Mills. This was her second role, I think, for Disney. Uh, I think she premiered in, uh, in uh, Pollyanna and then was in this, of course, in both roles, playing Sharon and Susan. And there was an actress who uh, filled in for, uh, it was a body double. Her name was Susan Henning. Uh, and she basically played the girls in the other shot, uh, played Haley when they were doing the shots. And then, then they, they would, they would uh, shoot for coverage on each girl. And she would be there in, in, in playing in the role. And uh, this one stars Reno Hara as uh, the mother and uh, Brian Keith as the father. And uh, so it starts out with them meeting a camp. And uh, what do you think about the whole setup in this one uh, with them at camp and uh, the whole dance and all that kind of stuff? Um, I, I liked it because uh, obviously um, this is how they they meet, and it just so sh shows just how visually and personality wise that mm -hmm. they were different. Yeah, and it was also different. Um, it's like they they had more guys in it, <laughs> you know. Right. Dance. There are teenage boys, which you really don't see a lot, um, if at all. Yeah. You you really don't in the remake. So the camp is like so vastly different, and um. And you, you always see if, like the friends are really instigating this, mm -hmm. they're instigating like, oh, what are you gonna do to her? She did this, you know. I'm like, yeah. In in the other, and we'll we'll get to the the remake, but like the other ones, like the the friends are just there on the side, and it's really the the girls that are just being mean to each other out of their own, um, on their own accord. But right. I think the camp is just there are more people who are like really setting the scene for them to not like each other. Yeah, I think the camp is is definitely more slapsticky, a little bit more silly in this one than in uh, any of the other versions. And I mean, you have like the cake falling on the lady on the headmistress face, and uh, just really silly. Uh, the submarining, uh, the the like the pranks they play on each other is pretty hardcore in this one. I mean, uh, <laughs> Sharon, she she is a hard sleeper because I there's no way they could do all that to my bunk uh and me not wake up i'll tell you that right now <laughs> oh yeah oh heck no <laughs> like the moment someone opens the door i know something like something's there um, yeah. and also there yeah i don't know if you noticed this but i uh, i kind of thought i was like they're a little bit more violent in this movie yeah there's a lot more like physical fighting like yeah wrestling and tousling on, on the floors and stuff and not just the girls but the parents too 
Um, yeah, it's that slapstick kind of comedy yeah. that Very you don't difficult. see as much anymore as they used to have. But it's pretty funny. It's pretty well done, I think. Right. You know, there's like that whole table full of cakes, <laughs> and then you got the 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 camp guy, and it's like cake, 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 and then the <laughs> giant thing of punch. <laughs> and then the girl who's always falling in the punch, hilarious. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's really it's really funny and really good. And uh, you uh, have them, her cutting, uh, her uh, Sharon cutting Susan's dress in revenge. Again, another thing that I would definitely notice if someone's cutting my dress. <laughs> I mean, I know that Wilfred or whatever his name was, was quite enchanting with his conversation, but <laughs> uh, how do you think that Haley Mills did in creating two separate characters between Sharon and Susan? In I mean, one? I. I think she did a good enough job for me to tell which is which. I mm -hmm. didn't understand the Boston accent because knowing that Haley Mills is actually British. Yeah. Kind of a, uh, what's that accent from the police called like trans-American accent? Mm -hmm. um, right. It sounded more trans-American accent than Boston. So it was throwing me yeah. off a little bit. It was, it is weird because it's like, it's so different than what we think of Boston right. now. You know, we think of Boston, like we're thinking like Ben Affleck and, you know, like some like that those kind of movie. Like that's what I think when I think of Boston or like Mark Wahlberg or, you know, kind of a, that kind of a voice. Right. Uh, and so I'm not thinking <laughs> this uppity kind of voice or whatever that they, and she's like a society person. Yeah, but uh but like i don't know and frilly from uh -huh. and i just didn't understand that yeah i think she does a pretty good job i think that sharon is way worse at pretending to be susan than uh than susan pretending to be sharon and of course it's all the same actress but i uh i think uh maybe because because that was closer to her natural cadence maybe it was easier for her to pretend to be sharon than it was to pretend to be susan i don't know but um that's that's how i feel but you definitely you can tell the difference between the two performances i mean yeah de definitely and i think for especially you know the 60s when that happens mm -hmm. you don't really see a lot of twins on screen right the one actor playing two different characters because that yeah. wasn't really big then right um, so i think it's just being you know such a young age that she was uh, to perform two different completely different personalities yeah that i i think i don't know if it was the first time uh that it had been done but i think it was one of the first times it had been done so extensively uh, that uh, that the trick photography and originally they were planning on not using it as much, but uh, but they uh, I guess it worked so well and it at least according to the Wikipedia it says when Walt Disney saw how seamless the processed shots were, he ordered the script reconfigured to include more of the special effects. Um, this is when Walt was more invested in the live action films than the animated films, and uh, so you got things like this in 1961 you have mary poppins 1964 um walt passes away in 1965 i think this one does differently than the other films that we're going to talk about is i think it uses music a little bit differently um the others you have the sherman brothers music 
And I even like it when they're moving them to the solitary care, they do the Colonel Bogey March. Oh yeah. Yeah, which is fun. <laughs> that outdoorsy thing that everyone knows and loves. Yeah, that was the first time I'd ever heard that. And then I watched Bridge of the River Kwai and you heard it in that as well, that movie. I, I so, keep, every time um, but I, I really like the, the music and let's go ahead. Oh, sorry. Like, um, every time I hear that, I just go straight to Spaceballs with the Jawas just singing dink, 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 dink. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Oh, so, you know, like for some reason my mind goes to that. Um, yeah, but I, I think the music, it, um, goes well with it, especially and I don't, I don't want to jump ahead, but the performance yeah. of Let's Get Together, yes. um, when you see it on screen. And, and it's cool to see two girls played by the same actress sing the same song at the same time. Right. I, I think it was uh, very well executed. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a really fun little song. And it really feels like 1960s as far as like a cute little song. And uh, so I agree. I think that's a fun part about this movie. And uh, so they decide to switch places and uh, we have the sort of the side characters in this one. You have her grandfather, Sharon's grandfather on one side. And then you have, uh, and her grandmother, who's kind of the worst. I hate her grandmother. Oh yeah, the, the, the grandparents were a bigger factor in this movie than most people would like to admit. Yeah. And she's pretty, the grandmother's pretty rough on her uh, from the beginning. She doesn't like her hair. She doesn't like the, you know, the bad habits that she's picked up at camp and all this stuff. And, uh, and, but the grandfather is sweet. Charles Ruggles is the grandfather. And he kind of starts to figure out things pretty quickly. Yeah. Which I I like how they kept that in the the remake. But so, and, and I think that is just a sign of that generation too, where like the grand parents are more, you know, um, parental mm-hmm. in, in that sense. It, it's like respect your el- elderly. Right. And yeah. They're more um, stricter in the sense of not really um, like friend-like relationship with like grandparents to an actual mm-hmm. grandchild um, type yeah. of relationship. I mean, it's disconnected, but I like at the end they started to soften up a bit. Right. Well, especially, yeah, especially the grand, the grandma, the grandpa's pretty sweet, but, uh, but yeah. And, uh, I don't know, just little things like I like when she's making a memory of him. And, uh, like I, I said, I felt like Susan is much better at being Sharon than Sharon is being Susan in the, in the movie. Yeah. Uh, she falls pretty quickly. She messes up even in the first conversation with her dad, she's, She's, uh, you know, saying we, we, and she's, uh, she's using, uh, uh, she's playing piano and she doesn't know how to play the piano, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, one of the weird little things I love in this movie is I love her dad's house. That house is amazing. And I, the fact that there's like a lake outside to swim right. at right in your house, like that's where in California is this? It's I know. So um, I was thinking, this is like Monterey or something. I don't know, but man, it was nice. I was like, I want to live there. Oh, it served different purposes, and like the the way that they used the rooms was actually very nice. Like from like the bathroom, mm-hmm. yeah, to the, room, to the outside on the patio, like they utilized every space in that house. 
That's true. That's very true. And so then we, we meet at the, at Susan's house, there is Verbena, who's the housekeeper and she's hilarious. I'm not saying a word, not one single word. <laughs> like, and she knows, but I think she, she's the person who was like more that friendly, like, oh, I know mm -hmm. you have something, but I'm not going to rat you out. Yeah. I mean, she's basically like a surrogate mother character for Susan uh in the in the story and she's, she's funny i don't i i i i won't I say I, i'm not saying a word but right. if he wants to be a fool of himself then uh she's great and just aware of everything you know you, you just need that one character who's aware and kind of like the comic relief yeah and then there's hecky who is the basically like the farm hand kind of works with her dad and uh, sort of friend of the family kind of thing. And then you also uh, meet her, meet Vicky, of course, and then Vicky's mother, and then the Reverend Mosby. It's <laughs> <laughs> really good. Um, what do we think about Vicky? Uh, she, uh, uh, she's the gold digger, uh, woman, Joanna Barnes. Uh, what do you think about her performance here? I mean, I think she did great. She was cold. Yeah. She was calculated like she knew she can read the girls um you know when, when uh uh who is it sharon when she when it was like susan yeah. pretended to be sharon um and i i think she, she was she was just really good she came off across just so not like um you're only in it for the money you're not in it for love and i and when you you see her interact with um you know everybody else uh, you know, yeah. just, like, she, she's just manipulative right but there's times when uh, there there is some like just enough humanity to the character that she's not like a total farce i mean <laughs> or maybe just i hate camping so much the whole camping sequence with her i totally get because it they could easily submarine me and that can in the same ways in all those same ways if I had a blizzard on my drink, I <laughs> <laughs> you freak out too. I do. I do like trout, so I would be good with that part. But I mean, that whole part is hilarious when they <laughs> they make her, uh, they give her water and syrup. Mm -hmm. You know, and and they they do a pretty good job considering they didn't even know she was coming. <laughs> <laughs> right, and you know the the sticks to avoid yeah the the, the the to fight off the mountain lions. <laughs> I think she did great at showing that like she's so not in her element. Yes. And it, it made it all the more fun when the girls kept just upping the prank, <laughs> especially going into the deep water and falling into it like yeah. that. I, I think that was a great moment. That was probably one of my favorite moments. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. And I just love when she's like, get me out of this stink of fresh air. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's what I always think when I, because I, I really don't like camping. Oh, and really? I was, yeah, I'm like, I mean, if there were bears licking my feet, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. I mean, if I woke up to baby bears, I might be a little freaked out. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. day and stuff, and you really don't have much to worry about as, like, maybe your biggest threat are bugs. Mm, I mean, that that's not so big. I don't mind being outside. Yeah, I just don't like camping. I don't think it's fun. I think it is. I don't like sleeping on the ground. I don't like being dirty. I don't. It's just not for me. <laughs> but 
<laughs> I'll occasionally do it just to be a good sport. But, um, but yeah, if, 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 if I went on a camping trip with, a, if I was, if there were a couple kids that wanted to make my life miserable, they definitely could very easily. Let's just put it that way for sure. Like, cause they're already yeah. at the agitated level. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and, uh, so <laughs> the one part about this movie that does not hold up for me, at least at all is some of the fighting between the two of them, between Marina Perrin and Keith, they have good chemistry, I think, the two. But like when she tells him that she had 16 plastic surgeons, a major reconstruction job on her face, like, what? <laughs> I mean, that I would think, like, that was just at a stopover at New York City? Like, what? Right. It was like back then, also. Um, I, I think some of the dialogue gets a little. Um, over the top and yeah. an unbelievable and also going back to the the physical violence of it you know there's a whole fight between those two like she punches him punches him in the eye like that's the kind of thing they so you're not even together yet right so. well and even if you were like that's not okay like obviously <laughs> physical violence is not uh not appropriate and uh and just the way they treat each other is is really pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, and, and I would just, you know, be watching, and I'm like, it, are these two together actually really good? Because they seem a little toxic right now. Like, I feel like out of the five movies, this is the couple that's the least likely to succeed. Mm-hmm. I believe that. <laughs> I really do. I, I actually do believe that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you mentioned chemistry. I honestly, I have to respectfully disagree i didn't really see a lot of chemistry mm. between it i saw two big names of the 60s put right. together on the yeah i mean i can see that i think i love the scene when they're just eating stew at the end and i do think they have pretty good chemistry at least there when they're just talking about uh when he's talking about the things he misses and uh but um but yeah the fighting parts of it i don't think are are, don't hold up very well for me i don't think it really works very well and i know that that's kind of a you know your uh, enemies to lovers uh sort of trope when you're when you're talking about romantic comedies and that can work but i think the way that they treat each other is just maybe a little step beyond uh what is acceptable now in that kind of story mm -hmm. you know so anyway so that's interesting um and uh yeah i i do love like i said i love the kiss at the end i think really is good i think and, it was burned like it eventually because they had that long conversation in the kitchen while they're mm -hmm. and, like eventually you see these layers you know peel yeah. off and like they finally start being vulnerable and open up to each other and you start listening to each other instead of fighting where yeah. you're like okay on some level i can see you two working yeah like i can see them more as being like co-parents and like raising their daughters um effectively but are they really should they really be a couple probably not yeah. if you're gonna punch somebody in the eye that's probably not the best also i do i mean i think the reverend mosby stuff is funny but it's also like some of it's a little pervy to be honest <laughs> <laughs> Robert Mosby, why are you there the whole time? Like, I understand you're officiating the wedding, but you're kind of like... Yeah, and he's all yeah. like, I like you in your bathrobe kind of thing. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, hmm. 
you're kind of overstaying a little bit. <laughs> yes. So, but overall, I think it's a really fun movie. I enjoyed rewatching it. Uh, if you were to give it a rating one to five, what would you give it? I'd give it a solid two and a half to three. Ooh, three. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd be a little higher. I think I'd give it a, um, a four. I'm going to give it a four. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They're the good folks over at HelloFresh. And HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And they are really great service. They save you time, money, and stress. And they're, they're a, a convenient uh, delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow and quick to make with simple steps and pictures to guide you along the way. Uh, it, it saves you the, sh the stress of meal planning, grocery store trips, which are a lot these days. And, uh, and you can get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes. Uh, they're also delicious and nutritious and you can get variety. And uh, there's many delicious options every week to help you to break out of your recipe rut and try new things. And uh, there's something for everyone. They have low calorie, vegetarian and kid friendly recipes. Uh, they help you to eat more sustainably. They deliver pre-portioned ingredients so you're not overbuying, which is a burden on the planet. And that's really nice for me as a single person because I don't have like tons and tons of sauces and spices and stuff that I'm never going to use. Mm -hmm. uh, the packaging from HelloFresh uses uh, is almost entirely made from recyclable and or recycled content. Since they offset their operations, travel and shipping emissions, HelloFresh carbon footprint is 25% lower than store-bought grocery-made meals. And so I know uh, that some of you have been able to try HelloFresh. Uh, Amy, I know you've done a bunch of them. What, what do you think about HelloFresh? We've been using HelloFresh in my house for just over two years now, and it's really nice. Um, I cook for my brother and both of my parents most of the time. So it's nice to be able to come home and have a recipe and know exactly what I'm doing, having all the ingredients in one nice little bag. It's really nice and easy and mm -hmm. something quick I can do when there's, you know, football practice and um, classes and everything else. Like it's a really nice, easy, mm -hmm. fast thing to get dinner on yeah. the table. When it just gets you out of your cooking rut mm -hmm. uh, and gets you cooking things that you might not normally cook and so it's a really great service and right now if you go to lowfresh.com slash 80 hallmarkies use code 80 hallmarkies get a total of 80 dollars off your first month including free shipping on your first box and additional restrictions apply please visit hellofresh.com for more information that's hellofresh.com slash 80 hallmarkies use code 80 hallmarkies to get a total of 80 dollars off your first month, including free shipping on your first box. So check it out. I think you'll really enjoy it. And uh, thanks so much. Let's talk about Parent Trap 2. Had you ever seen any of the sequels? I had. I saw Parent Trap 2 when I was a kid. And okay. honestly, um, it's a little short story, but I watched it when I was a kid with my older sister. And I don't, Honestly, I don't really remember most most of it until I rewatched it. But I remembered um, what was Bridget Anderson, the who mm -hmm. played Mary, the the friend Mary, and I just remember like, oh, she's Savannah Smiles. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, um, but um, like she, she was a big child actress back. Oh yeah. 
And um, I just remember, I was like, oh, we got to watch Savannah Smiles again. <laughs> and and I, I just remember watching Parent Trap 2 just to watch Savannah Smiles after that. And I remember more of that watching than what, what happened in Parent Trap 2. So basically, the setup for this movie is that uh, you have uh, you have Sharon, who has a daughter, uh, and she's a single mom. She's been divorced for two years. She hasn't dated very much, and uh, and she has a daughter. She's deciding she's going to move to New York City for some reason. I can't remember why, um, but. Nikki doesn't, her daughter does not want to move to New York City. She thinks it's a horrible idea. And so she becomes friends with a girl named Mary. And Mary has a dad who's also, he's a widower. And, uh, and so uh, played by Tom Skerritt. And his name is Bill. And <laughs> so they decide that they are going to, uh, they're going to work together to try to get their parents together and they have a lot of little schemes like they send her roses and and uh uh she's on a when she's on like a date with someone else and they try to get you know her attention and um and there's some some really weird parts like she says uh, at one point, Nikki says, do you think my mom would be acting so irrationally if she were married? <laughs> like, uh, uh, that, that doesn't hold up well. <laughs> but oh, what was your overall thoughts about this movie? This was made in 1986. Um, I remember like, the girls were fun. And I, I, mm -hmm. I liked how we didn't get um, much of the twins. So it wasn't as confusing at first because you know, mm -hmm. starting off with two different girls at the beginning, so it's easy to follow along. And then once you get the, the older twins, um, Sharon and Susan, and you're like, oh, now I get how they tie in. Yeah, so they, they convinced Susan to come out from California to pretend to be Sharon, which definitely feels like a huge stretch <laughs> that, that they would do this, um, that she would agree to this uh and as but they do and so susan even though she's married to brian uh her brother-in-law brian um i mean sharon's brother-in-law brian uh she, she's married but she agrees to do this and she goes on this date with uh with bill right it's bill yeah this bill. starts getting confusing <laughs> yeah <laughs> So she goes on the date with Bill and she's like super into sports and she does other stuff. They watch sports together. Um, and, uh, and then she also almost runs into Sharon at the grocery store. Like there's no reason why she's pretending to be Sharon. Like it doesn't make any sense, but it's kind of fun. I think. It, I mean, it is. Cause you still have that, that twin thing. Like, okay, I'll do it. Because, you know, if I'm helping my sister, I'll do yeah. Um, again, the request at your, what was it, um, nieces? Yeah. <laughs> also, like, if your niece is asking you to, to do something this outrageous, I was like, you might want to think about it just a little bit <laughs> before you hop on a plane. Yeah, but, especially if you're married and you're going to be going on dates and stuff like that. <laughs> right. Like, I'm going to travel cross country <laughs> just to help my sister fall, like, get set up to a man. Yeah, it could end up being something really mean, you know, like in, in, if it 
it could end up hurting Sharon feelings that you're doing this. Like, I mean, it just, of course it works out because it's a parent trap movie and it's going to work out, but. Right. And I felt bad for Bill because Bill so much had, had way more fun with Susan than right. he ever did with Sharon. And he's, and like, so I, I, I was like, Bill, you're, you're actually falling in love with Susan, not the one that we actually want you to fall in love with. Right. So, and so I was like, it, it's kind of mean for Bill too, because he's liking a, a different woman who's totally yeah. unavailable. Yeah, like I know that that identical twins are genetically the same, but they're like different humans. Like you can't just swap them in and out. I mean, if somebody falls in love with one, they're not just necessarily going to fall in love with the other. Right. <laughs> so. Um, Yes, and uh, the housekeeper of Bill, he, uh, the housekeeper of Bill, she's kind of funny because she's seen both of them. She's like, "What is going on?" And she says, "I don't say a word." In an homage, I think to Verbena, which is fun. You also have the girls making cookies. They seem to be alone making cookies, but now I guess I don't know. I forget how old that they're supposed to be, but they they put everything like gummy candies like everything you can put into a cookie in these cookies i mean but haven't you done that <laughs> yeah um and then they do a surprise date on a boat um and uh and they're actually like un untether the boat i guess you'd say and so they they come up and they're way out in sea <laughs> like, oh, so. well, like, okay <laughs> Wouldn't you notice you're drifting? Well, I they mean, do. Yeah, they say something like, "It feels to a boat. You're ra- you're drifting like you're going up and down and stuff." But I think at some point you'll notice you're drifting. I know. Well, because she says something like, "I feel like we're, I feel like we're at sea." And he's like, "Oh, you always feel that way on this boat or whatever." And uh, yeah, then they get up and they're like, "Oh, we're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> we're, we're now stuck together, so we might as well get married." Mm-hmm. Yeah, might as well, right? It just makes sense. So. <laughs> so yeah, so that's this movie. It's not the best, but it's serviceable, I would say. Right, and I think like one of the the main tropes that you'll see with Parent Trap is that they first kiss, and then the next, literally the next shot is when they get married. Right. This one, they kiss on the boat. Next shot, they're at the wedding. Right. You know, they kiss in the kitchen. Next shot, they're walking down the aisle. You know, so like make up and then there's a wedding. I mean, that's just how things go, right? First comes love. (laughs) So, what would you give this one out of five? Um, This one was actually a pretty fun one because I think one of my favorite moments of the movie was the whole dinner date. Where they're all swapping oh, yeah. and stuff, and then like realizing who's who. Um, that was fun to watch. So like, I'll give this like a three to a four. I enjoyed okay. this one more than the original. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um. So yeah, I I I think I'd give this a three. It's it's fun enough. It's solid enough. All right. And I do think that Tom Skerritt and Haley Mills had pretty decent chemistry. Oh yeah. And Especially I, Susan. Yeah, I wanted Mary to Mills. say at the beginning, I was like, I think Tom Skerritt was really the only redeemable person <laughs> in actor in this movie. Like, I'll watch it for Tom Skerritt. <laughs> yeah. 
That's good. Uh, all right. So then we have Parent Trap 3. And Parent Trap 3 and Parent Trap 4 are actually the same continuity. Well, I mean, they're all supposed to be the same continuity, but... but Go hand in hand. Yeah. So this one, you have Barry Bostwick. He is father of triplets and uh, they are the Creel sisters. Yeah, they had Monica Joy and Liana Creel were the Creel triplets and they're in these next two movies. And so if, yeah, if you, I guess that's the way of kind of upping it uh, is uh, it's not two twins anymore, but two triplets. Right. Fair drop three. It's getting even more confusing. You're adding... (laughs) more faces that look alike oh shoot <laughs> yeah and so so basically the uh, you have that he's dating this woman named cassie um and cassie has hired susan to be their designer mm-hmm. and uh and cassie is played by patricia richardson from uh oh, we know her from home improvement and this one was 1989 so th- this was three years later than the second one and <clears throat> so susan is basically kind of their like wedding planner designer person yeah and so uh, i feel like this cassie character she does actually kind of try the hardest to be to get to know the girls a little bit like she gives them necklaces and they're very like oh about the necklaces <laughs> and uh, so they don't like her at all um, but there's lots of shenanigans that go on with this construction uh, with the with him Barry Bostwick getting interrupted during the shower his shower and then he's mad at Susan and he's like can I have some order <laughs> and uh, so yeah and then you also have the shenanigans of the girls um that lisa is dating david and a guy named hawk hawk yeah <laughs> i was like uh, what a typical california like bad <laughs> yeah so then I, again yeah the so triplet one is dating david and hawk and then triplet two goes out with david i believe and they get in a fight Mm-hmm. between triple one and triple two jesse and lisa get in a big fight over david yeah. and then you have basically there's very little time spent between jeffrey and susan between barry bostwick's character and susan um and but they end up getting stuck in the garage on his wedding day and yeah. poor and cassie is cassie waiting drilling that wood did I'm like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> on your wedding day. And you're actually stuck. Like, they're drilling a piece of wood. Like, you can't get out. <laughs> like, if they didn't undrill that, like, they, they could have died in that room. <laughs> yeah, they really could have been bad. And uh, so they realize they're in love with each other from this garage experience. <laughs> Basically. There's not a whole lot of other stuff. The time spent together, like I said, I think it, was um, like, it was all the the interior design meetings that they had. Um, yeah, and mostly work stuff. Disagreements, mm-hmm. or, and then like eventually to the point where they're just enjoying each other's presence. Um, so like I I did see the progression of their relationship. 
Yeah. It's not much though. They don't spend that much time together. I mean, it is a TV movie. So what are you going to do? But basically, and then he has a best friend named Nick and Nick ends up talking to Cassie when she's left at the altar and they end up kind of hooking up. And so that's kind of our out for, uh, for Cassie. So she gets to end happy. And uh, yeah, the stuff with the girls was a little more confusing. I was kind of like, what is happening? Lisa's dating David and then Jesse's also going out with David. And I didn't know what the other girl was doing. Is that the guys were losing interest too. And they were wanting (laughs) different girls. Like, I wanted to go see this girl. Like, uh, I don't know. It was confusing because wait, Hawk first dated Lisa, but then Lisa to go date someone else so like even the guys were losing interest in switching. yeah so i think jesse ended up with david and lisa ended up with hawk i think i could be wrong if you're listening and you're a parent trap three expert please let us know <laughs> it gets confusing honestly parent trap three and four i think there's just like three names too many to remember I know. And they they should have given them all more distinct uh, hair or something that you could have recognized. Okay, this is Lisa and this is um, Megan and this is Jesse and whatever. Gotten it a little bit. But it is, I couldn't, I don't know. I was just kind of like, what is happening? <laughs> I think the only distinction that they try to make themselves look different is their uh, it was their clothes. Yeah. The styles were the same, but the clothes were vastly different. Right. But uh, clothes weren't aren't enough because I think the personalities were also still too close. Right. I mean, one's Agreed. Sweet, one's shy. One's outgoing yeah. and stuff. But like when you put them all together, they all look and sound the same. <laughs> yeah, and I'd say they're a little bit more different in the next one than in this one. Uh, but yeah, it's still. Not, it's still a little confusing. I was like, yeah. wait, they're both dating David. Uh, what? What is happening? But anyway, so they both end up, one ends up with Hawk, one's a, one ends up with David. And I don't know about the third one. She didn't end up with anybody. That's <laughs> Or Megan. She didn't get anyone in this movie. Let's take a second and thank our second sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They are the good folks over at Care Of, and they've been wonderful sponsors of our podcast. And it is a wonderful wellness brand that delivers you customized vitamins that uh, help you to maintain your health goals. And one of the great things about Care Of is that they have a quiz that you can take uh, that's quick and easy. It's about five minutes, your online quiz, and asks you questions about your diet, your lifestyle, your health concerns to try to figure out the best vitamin regimen for you. Uh, the vitamin aisle can be confusing. It's hard to know what you need and where to start. And, uh, and so this helps you to answer easy questions like how much sleep do you get? How often do you work out? And, uh, and I was able to take the quiz and uh, we were able to determine some good things that would help me with my sleeping. And I think that 
that everybody can take the quiz and find the things as opposed to just taking a multivitamin or something that's not as tailor-made to you and your needs. Uh, it's also, they also have a, a great attention to quality that you can see and taste. Uh, it's a super transparent company about the research and sourcing behind every one of their products with extensive info available on their website and fun informative content on their social media pages. Carab's products are formulated with good for you clean ingredients that are backed by science. Carab's yummy protein powders are made with wholesome ingredients you can recognize like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt. Uh, they're also hassle-free. Uh, they can take they can make taking your vitamins and supporting your health attainable and easy. And they have a new line with skin and hair collection that helps you work on your beauty goals from all angles with a combination of targeted ingredients for hair, skin, and nails. Your recommendations uh, come in daily, individually wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into a routine. And that's one of the things I like is the real attention to detail. They have your name on it, get the little packets, it's got all of your vitamins that you need to take right in there. And, and Amy, you've gotten a chance to try out care of what did you think about it? Yeah, my favorite part is that they come in individual packets and I was just mm -hmm. able, especially when I was on campus last semester, to just pick the packet up every morning, stick it in my bag, and then I was able to take my vitamins when I got a chance throughout the day, which was really mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. Yeah, you can just put it in your suitcase, your purse, uh, and uh, and it works really well and it's very easy. So for 25% off of your first three months of care of, go to takecareof.com slash hallmarkies25 and enter hallmarkies25. That's takecareof.com slash hallmarkies25, enter code hallmarkies25. So then we have in 1989, also, so it was the same year. Uh, this was in November of that year. And the, the oh, yeah. Paratrap 3 was in April of 1989. Uh, we had Parent Trap Hawaiian Honeymoon. So this is our last of this series. And well, honeymoon is over. <laughs> and, and this is the one that has the least kind of Parent Trap stuff in it. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It didn't they, the Parent Trap. Oh, I forgot to say, what out of five would you give Parent Trap 3? Oh, I'd give it to... Yeah, same. Okay, so Parent Trap 4, Hawaiian Vacation. Uh, they basically, they inherit a hotel in Hawaii. And so they get her and uh, Susan and Varia Bostwick get, Jeffrey, get married. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and... They decide, so their plan is to go on their honeymoon to Australia, but they decide to stop over in Hawaii and uh, to take a look at this hotel. And they're going to bring the girls on their honeymoon. <laughs> and uh, they think this will be a good bonding experience for their family. And uh, they, they get to the resort and it's pretty run down, the resort. And... It's pretty much a, it's, it's, it's pretty similar to a lot of Hallmark movies where you have sort of the save the farm, save the inn, save this restaurant, whatever kind of a thing. You have that here, save the hotel. Um, you have the old friend Ray, who is uh, his old rival, I should say, uh, for Jeffrey. And they don't get along very well, but 
but Ray wants to buy the hotel and his secret plan to turn it into condominiums. Of course. Which is always, <laughs> which is always our bad man of real estate. They, they always want to turn it into condos. They're going to turn it into condos. Yes, he even has the, like, uh, the, the plastic overlay. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he's like here see yeah. and then they put it over and they're like "Ooh, that's the real plans yeah so it's in pretty big disrepair the hotel and in some ways almost this almost felt like a pilot to a show a little bit i can see with sort of these characters and it felt so far removed from from paratrap I, I definitely agree. This felt like less parent trap because the really the one of the main problems was that hotel. Um, yeah. And like all the people that inhabited it and like all the people that they were working with and trying to kick out and like who's going to own it, who's going to buy it, who's going to sell it. Um, yeah. Well, and there really wasn't any romance in this one because they were already aside from a romance of people already being together, there wasn't any shenanigans romantically uh, like there is in the rest. Yeah, and the girls were like swapping back and or Oh yeah, that's true. With the girls, there kind of was. But there was no parent trapping. Yeah, the guys are getting confused which girl is girl. And I I was, you know, watching all of these (laughs) movies um, simultaneously, you know, back to back, you know, that I was like, one of the biggest problems that all these movies could be solved as if they prefaced with anybody they started dating them. Like, hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm a triplet. <laughs> right. I'm a twin. And so when someone's accusing one of the, the girls, like, I saw you with this person, be like, are you sure that wasn't my sister? Yeah, and they would be a natural they, question to ask. They just let the guys go off and be all huffy puffy without ever stopping like, hey, this could be someone else. Yeah, I, I would think it would come up pretty quick in conversation that I'm a triplet. Right. Uh, are you sure you didn't <laughs> yeah so you basically have lisa yeah. pretending to be megan um and she goes out hiking with kind of nerdy nerdy guy tim and they even like make out and stuff and uh but then uh they have too. yeah and then megan goes out with hot surfer brian Mm-hmm. and uh and then uh sharon arrives for some reason i don't understand on the honeymoon <laughs> she's okay, there that, that's yes <laughs> and so ray he's he's gonna buy the uh the resort uh, but he's got he's not gonna keep his promise to not uh tear it all down and uh and then you have this woman charlotte brink who is this sort of diva debutante kind of person and uh she um she breaks her leg uh at the resort and so she's threatened she's after slipping on the being mopped you know they were mopping and she Mm -hmm. slipped out you know any proper caution that they're wet floors yeah and uh, so she's gonna sue she's very upset uh, she had a very good relationship with jeffrey's aunt who owned it before i believe and so she's upset and uh, i think it's uh jesse i think it's one of them that ends up 
uh, kind of getting to know her and hanging out with her. And, and she's, Jesse is the one that overhears Ray talking on the phone about selling the place. And so she figures out his, his bed that he's no good. He's no good. Um, but poor Jeffrey keeps getting hurt. He keeps, <laughs> he was getting injured by the house. I know that in this this house would be the bane of his existence. Yes, and and also, but it, you know, the the problem with the Jeffrey is like he has his wife, who's also now getting he's now getting his wife confused with the sister. I'm like, yeah, you should know yeah. your wife by now, right? <laughs> yeah, again, Don't they're not the same people. Your sister excuse doesn't work anymore for you. Yeah, yeah. You, you, if you know anybody who is with somebody that's a twin or triplet, they, they're not that, like, so they have differences that you, once you've been with them long enough, you can tell them apart immediately. Right. Plus, like, as you were saying, like, they have voices. They can just say, I'm Sharon, I'm Susan. <laughs> like, I'm Sharon, I'm Susan. Right. Like, you, you might have confused me with my sister. Shoot, so many yeah. problems could be solved if they said that. <laughs> I mean, especially if you're a dad of triplets, I would think you would be especially kind of attuned to, to multiples and everything like that. And so basically, uh, the, the Charlotte, she agrees to drop the lawsuit. Um, she's going to buy the hotel instead of Ray. But Ray is trying to be all sneaky, and he he takes uh, who he thinks is Susan to sign the papers, but it's actually Sharon. And there was a cute moment at, at towards the end where the three triplets they say, "Well, you're basically Jeffrey's angels." Like yeah. those angels, that was cute. I thought. Um, I, so. I mean, uh, Sharon's such a good sister. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I know you're screwing over my sister right now with this deal, so I'm gonna like trick you into thinking that right. it's working. Um, yeah. like your, your plan is working, but I'm gonna fool you. Yeah, uh, and I wonder if Sharon is still with, um, if he she's still with, uh, Tom Scarrett. Yeah, Bill. Yeah. Bill, that's right, Bill. I wonder if they're oh, still well, together in this in this continuity. Yeah. That's what I was upset. I was like, where's Tom Scarrett? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess Brian, uh, Susan's ex, must have uh, must have gone the wayside somehow. <laughs> Maybe they mentioned that in the third movie. I don't know. I but Scarrett was probably working on another big movie then. <laughs> this is probably the weakest. Would you, would you agree? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I love Hawaii, but still. It'd be a one, a very, very little one. And yeah. like, seriously, this movie, and it's going to sound terrible, but this is like the epitome of the law of diminishing return <laughs> yeah. for, for this franchise. Um, like, it was just not good. It was not great. All right. Well, let's talk about the remake, The Parent Trap, 1998. Uh, so... Yes, this is always a little bit risky doing a remake. And uh, here we have uh, Natasha Richardson, who I think that it's, uh, it's almost more special just because of what happened with her. And it's so sad. Uh, and and uh, then you have Dennis Quaid. And they have really, really good chemistry. So good. 
so I mean, good. It's ridiculous. And if you think about it, they only have a handful of scenes together, but mm-hmm. they're so good. Like, yeah. And and I think that's what I love about. I mean, I'm, I could go for days talking about the remake, but why one of the the remake is so good? It's like the chemistry between everybody, not just <laughs> these two, like. Um, uh, not not just Elizabeth and Nick together, it's just like Chessie and Martin and like just everybody worked so well and played off of each other so well in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was likable except for Meredith. Um, but even she's likable in a villainous fun way. way. Yeah, I yeah. I think just the performance acting wise, um, better higher caliber for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have really, really good chemistry. And I like even the whole setup of them uh, of them getting married on the QE2 and that, that whole thing. I love the whole introduction. Uh, I love the music in the movie. I think works really well. It's not original music like in the first one, but the soundtrack is very effective. I mean, that King Cole and, yeah. and uh, that kind of thing. Every time I say goodbye, that, that works so well, that song. Um, all of the soundtrack, I think, is really good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have both the soundtracks. The com- the, uh, the instrumental composing from Sylvester mm-hmm. and the other one with all the actual song titles. Um, yeah. I have both of the albums on my phone right here. <laughs> yeah. And she's just, I think that Natasha Richardson's character is just, it's just a more modern character. She's a designer. Um, it's still, I mean, in this day, it's still, you have to accept this ridiculous premise that they would keep their children apart from each other. But, but, uh, she's just, um, she's, she's not as desperate as, um, Reno Harris character is, you know, having to have 16 plastic surgeons, a major reconstruction job on her face, um, in the original is like not the best. And here you just a much more modern woman uh that is this designer wedding gown designer which is ironic given her her marriage went up so well, badly i think the great thing is natasha plays as independent modern woman so well especially mm-hmm. in 98 it's like yes she's single but she's very successful she's a great yeah. mother. um and i loved her scenes when she played off of you know Lindsay. And, and I think it's just, um, she, yes, Elizabeth is single, but she doesn't really need a man to complete her life. She right. has a good life right now. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's what's different. Yeah, it's, it's very different. And I really liked the, uh, the butler, her butler. Martin. Uh, ah, Martin. Martin's so funny. So good. So good. Um, <laughs> And I think, like, seriously, I could write, like, a whole dissertation off of this remake um, because I've seen it God knows how many times. Yeah. And I, and I think Martin, you know, it, he he kind of plays, I mean, in, in the original, we had, like, uh, we didn't have a butler. We only had the grandparents and stuff. Um, so he plays, like, that friend, um, the, the male friend that we kind of need that we're missing in mm-hmm. the ones. And he plays well with Lindsay. Um, and he had great moments. He stole a lot of his scenes that he was in. Yeah, he's really like, fun. The happiest moment of my entire life. <laughs> you know, oh God, so good. Yes, he's really fun. And uh, you also have her, uh, 
um, her father, you have a grandfather character here, which is a nice homage to the original. Um, and I, I really love like just little details, like the fact that he's a, a vineyard owner, Nick is, mm -hmm. and he has every bottle of the wine that they drink at their wedding. Uh, he has every bottle ever made, which is just so romantic. <laughs> 1985. Um, have you ever watched the Parent Trap commentary with Nancy Myers? Uh-uh. I don't think I have. I should have. Um, she, actually goes, she actually goes into the, the wine scene. And there's uh -huh. a reason, because in that movie, they, they show three different wines that they individually point out. Uh -huh. And one of the wines is the wine that Nancy Myers actually had at her wedding. Oh, okay. And, uh, and like, I, I totally, oh, why am I forgetting? But, like, and then a third wine is from, like, another sentimental thing of Nancy Meyer. So, yeah. like, there are actual um, reasons why they picked those three wines to show. Yeah. It makes him such an attractive character because in the first one, he, everything is just kind of happening to him. Whereas in this one, he has a lot more sort of agency of things that he does you know, and that he's obviously got way more of a thing for her. He's carried the flame all of these years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which years. is romantic. <laughs> and I love there There was a chase, you know, like he's chasing her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's, that's the brilliant beauty of Nancy Meyer's writing is that she planted those seeds early on, like, why did you leave me? Or like, or like I left on a plane, but you never came after me. Yeah, I didn't that the... And then, you know, when you circle back to it, he's like, I came for you. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, it's so good. It's so <laughs> good. I'm with you. Chase element to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so what do we think about Lindsay Lohan in this movie? Uh, her playing Hallie and Annie. And do you think, I don't know if she I, does quite as good a job as Haley as far as really differentiating the two characters um as 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 Haley did with Sharon and Susan and you could really feel the difference of the performance in Susan pretending to be Sharon and Sharon pretending to be Susan and I don't know if Lindsay is quite as good as that but she's certainly she's fine she does a good job and she's really cute this was her first role correct yeah introducing yeah. Lindsay Lohan mm -hmm. um I think she did a really good job because uh, like you said, I, I could see the differences between, and Nancy Myers also made it a point where, like, I had them in two different countries. Yeah. The original had the same country, but right. she had to actually plant, like, one's in London, one's in California, two completely different people. It right. made it more believable that they wouldn't ever meet because they are so different and far apart from each other. I think it's great because we actually get more scenes of Annie playing Hallie than we do Hallie playing Annie and I think right. that, that's that was good of Lindsay um because yes we get some moments where you know she plays British Annie but there there was way I think it was better more genuine performance from Lindsay because she gets to play American mm -hmm. a lot that makes sense does uh British girl and it's not as slapsticky as the original uh, with them not getting along. You do have the, the, uh, um, the pranks and other things, but it's not the same as, you know, the, the cake getting on, landing on the. Right. It's uh, more like calculated, um, 
kind of like trickery mm -hmm. like actually mine like they conceived it in the mind like how i'm dark and twisted yeah and but smart right um, what they're praying for not actual visit i mean yeah they they pulled meredith into the lake but her falling into the lake was all on her <laughs> not on the girls right and, but yeah their their tricks were just like way more planned out yeah yeah the, the tricks are more simple in this uh in in this version compared to the um uh, the over the top in uh the um uh in the original yeah but they end up getting uh they end up getting isolated just like in the original and then they end up figuring it out and they swap places and uh, that's all really fun and enjoyable yeah, and cabin destroying scene was done very well with the chocolate mm -hmm. book and just like how much they destroyed that cabin yeah i wouldn't have sent them to an isolation cabin i'm gonna send them home like that's right. how much like just damage they did yes and so we find out that uh that their father and that hallie's father is dating Meredith Blake <laughs> and I did I just recently saw an interview with Elaine Hendricks where she was saying I don't know if you saw this on YouTube where she was like yeah he was a man who didn't tell his daughter that she had a sister so I'm not I'm gone I wasn't known I don't know if I'm necessarily the villain in this story and I'm like I I, I think he, she's got a good point <laughs> right right but it's like it's it's how she acted towards um towards the twins after which made her the villain like she's obviously the villain in the movie but but uh if you really actually think about what he did he's kind of a villain too right. but uh but uh she's really fun and i again i relate to her because i hate camping and hiking and and all of that kind of stuff and so uh, <laughs> uh, I they they do Elaine did, did such a great job and I do have yeah. to, like, I did meet Elaine Hendricks uh -huh. um, like five, six years ago now, not to put a timestamp on this, but <laughs> I meet her and I was like, you were in my favorite movie of all time. And of course, yeah. I picture her, like, because I was just coming from a fan perspective, she's super nice and yeah. she's very, very sweet, very well spoken and she's gorgeous to boot. And I was like, oh my God, I'm getting a picture with Meredith. Um, because she she was she is that beautiful girl that everyone like hates but also loves at the same time L like people love that they hate her <laughs> uh -huh. yeah she has a ton of fun she has the, probably the most fun role just being this delicious villain she's she's really really good and it was fun that they had joanna barnes back as her mother that was a fun tribute to the original <laughs> yes uh, and uh yeah i mean when they finally do get together it's just so good and uh and i was like when they leave like i said i love the whole use of the song every time i say goodbye i think it's such a good use of a the song there and uh, with the raining and everything like that um i also liked uh Lisa Ann Walter as Chessie as the housekeeper kind of person. Um, I, I I love that. That was a nice touch, and because you know we had Verbena from the original, mm -hmm. but I think Chessie is just was way more likable. Like she she felt like an older sister, not so yeah. much an older mom, like an older sister. Like I know what you're up to. 
Um, and then like how she cries and breaks down when she finds out that she's really Annie. Um, mm-hmm. she, she's just like a very likable character and like her chemistry with Martin. Yeah. Like how both of them like broke down when they found out which twin was which. Like, yes, they were together too because yeah. like, they had on-screen chemistry. They immediately fell for each other. I'm like, oh, I love all around. I love this movie. Yeah, that was a fun little like side bonus. The relationship between Simon, right. and, I mean, between Martin and Chessie it was a really fun little bonus. And you get the proposal and everything. And Right. I don't know if you noticed because, again, I've seen this movie probably a million and a half times. <laughs> um, they actually kiss. Um, Chessie and Martin actually kiss in the scene where they're leaving, you know, every time you say goodbye and they're getting into the cab. Uh. Yeah. Like, if you pause it on the very, 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 <laughs> very, very last frame of that shot, Chessie and Martin are actually kissing. Oh, ah, see? Yeah, I have yeah. that of it. I'm like, they did kiss. Yeah. And then, like I said, you get proposal at the end yeah. in the credits. That's so cute. And this relationship is budding. And also, Chessie's now leaving Martin, too. I'm like, what? Yeah, and I just love the fact that he gets, uh, that Nick gets to London before they do. And uh, so he's just waiting. He says, I, he, because he took the Concord, I guess, together faster. It's so cute. I love it. Um, yeah. yeah. So and, like, that whole reveal, like, we, again, the, the whole we, we, us. I'm like, oh. and then like her her whole speech and how she breaks down. Uh, I can I can literally quote yeah. the entire film word for word. Yeah, it's Deep so good. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I if you if you're looking at what is a movie trying to be, I think this movie succeeds in every way. Like, I, there's really nothing. And 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 as far as remakes, I think this is definitely one of the stronger remakes that's literally ever been made if i was making a list of the top five remakes i'd have you've got mail i'd have this i have father of the bride uh you know on that list uh some other ones but um but it's one of the stronger remakes in my opinion uh and so i'm gonna i'm gonna go really high on my ranking on i mean my rating on this i'm going to give it a 4.75 4.75 okay yeah what about well, you? You already know my number. It's a million. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Five is way too low. Like, I'm a million. Um, <laughs> so I think that five. we basically, I think our ratings are pretty much, except for you said you liked the second one better. Yeah, the um, second one was real. it was actually, there were a lot of fun moments that I actually did generally. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I think, what I think, not to keep going back to the remake, because it's my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> The remake, I think, is just visually and cinematography-wise, it's just shot so well. Yeah, think, that's um, true. This is where um, remake benefits off of technology because technology got better. Motion mm-hmm. control with the whole um, cutting in and out of the girls and the, the actual special effects really worked well. Mm-hmm. And um, they're not using the static background. Um, they're using actual locations. They're in a London house. They're mm-hmm. walking up and down a street, you know. Um, you saw it in the original. There, there was a lot of hokey shots where 
they're in a car and you, you can tell it's a fake background. Oh yeah. Walking yeah, the sidewalk and it's a fake background and they're just walking along slow. Like I think remake, um, you can tell the production value is just so much better too. Yeah. So that one's our favorite. And then we have, for me at least, then I would have the, the original. And then uh, I would probably have, mm, probably have two and then three and then, and then Hawaiian four and at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but it was fun to watch them all. And uh, so thanks for giving me a reason to do it and for taking the time uh, to watch all of them. I appreciate it. And uh, so uh, if you've seen all of these movies, let me know what you think. And let us know in the comment section or on Twitter uh, how you would rate them, uh, especially if you've seen maybe some of the more obscure ones. It'd be fun to hear if anybody has any sort of nostalgia for them. I'd love to know. Uh, but put in the comment section or on Twitter. And uh, how can people find, how can people reach you? Um, everyone can follow me at Serafini TV. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. And uh, make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast all over social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We've got some new reviews recently and we sure appreciate it so much. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that so much as well. We also have our patron group, which we offer watch alongs. Uh, we, we get talent behind the scenes details. Uh, we have other benefits, our patron fa- Facebook group. So we try to make it really worth your while. And then we also have our merch store, which has tons of fun homework inspired merch and other fun inspired merch so please check that out as well and thanks again Marissa this was really fun I really enjoyed this and we'll have to get together maybe once it gets closer to Christmas yeah absolutely I have to say thank you so much for letting me gush about my favorite movie of all time because honestly no one well other than like some of my best friends but uh it's very rare to get um to talk about my favorite movie of all time I'm so glad so uh, I'm, I'm so thankful for this opportunity. And I wish I had my Parent Trap poster behind me. I do have like yeah. the obnoxiously big movie poster. I do have <laughs> So yeah, how much I love this film. I don't know how much. It was like, yeah. it's ridiculous how much I love this film. So thank you for allowing me to gush about it. <laughs> it was so fun. It was so fun. Well, thanks everybody. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye everyone.